It's the late 90s, and there's a farmer working his field in rural Tennessee. He's sitting in the cab of his bright green John Deere tractor, moving along, planting the cotton seed, and praying for a bountiful harvest come fall. As he works, his mind drifts to think about the new innovations that can make his work more efficient and easier to handle. Recently, he's heard about a new technology pioneered by Ag Leader and Al Myers called the Yield Monitor. This device that is interconnected with his equipment would allow for optimization of the field yield by pinpointing what certain areas need. He's also heard about Trimble's automatic steering technology that would allow him greater ease in the field. With these new innovations, he wouldn't have to worry about overlapping when spraying or planting, saving him a little more valuable capital. Deere has also come out with an attachment that takes advantage of the release of GPS technologies. It has a funny name, jokingly called Green Eggs and Ham, for its almost comical appearance. Little did he know, his farming practice would soon be revolutionized, not only by Green Eggs and Ham, Trimble, and Ag Leader, but by other revolutionary inventions, ushering in a new era of more precise, efficient, and sustainable farming. Hello and welcome to episode one of A Day in Agriculture. Today we are going to be looking into the precision ag industry. We're going to learn what precision agriculture is and explore it in an interview with our guest, Ms. Shannon Norwood, precision ag manager for Tri-Green Equipment. To start us off, you may have an excellent question. What even is precision ag? Precision agriculture is exactly what it sounds like using new technologies to collect data and combine it with other information to support management decisions in order to fully optimize production sustainability. Let's break that down. Imagine you're a doctor and there's an outbreak of the flu in your town. You don't go through and give everybody medicine. Some people don't need it. You do want to make sure, however, the sick people are getting what they need. It's the same principle. Precision agriculture precisely determines what certain areas of your farm need. You don't want to spray the whole field when only certain areas need spraying. That's wasting money and time. Precision agriculture itself focuses on the technology used by farmers to optimize production and efficiency. Some examples of precision agriculture technologies are automatic steering, GPS guidance systems, and GPS yield and soil map. According to the U.S. Department of Agriculture, GPS technologies help to reduce operator fatigue and reduce costs by eliminating the risks of spraying the same product over the same land twice and overseeding. Overall, soil mapping and the ability to map out the field allows producers to be more exact or precise with what practices and treatments they use on their fields. These are just a few common examples of precision agriculture technology, but in all honesty, innovations are constantly emerging. For example, AI, artificial intelligence, may be used in the coming years on operations to pinpoint optimal planning times on specific fields. This to me at least is crazy to think about. Robotics, sensors, and satellites are just a few of the new precision agriculture technologies that have emerged recently. Precision agriculture began to become a big player in the agricultural industry in the late 80s through the early 90s. This makes it a very new branch of ag and careers. 
Despite its recent emergence, however, precision agriculture is increasingly more important in maintaining a profitable operation. The invention of GPS-based technologies created an agricultural revolution around the end of the 20th century. Crop yield maps began to become an important part of operations in the early 2000s, and farmers saw a huge variation in their farms that they could have never imagined. Harnessing this new information, producers were then able to establish better practices according to their specific farms. In a way, you could consider this the greatest innovation in soil health and crop productivity since crop rotations were pushed and encouraged in the early 19th century. All of these new technologies created new careers. People were needed to service and provide knowledge about the new GPS systems and help producers evolve their farms. One company at the forefront of this industry was John Deere. Local dealerships began hiring people to specialize and teach farmers about these new technologies. This brings us to our first guest for the first episode of A Day in Agriculture, Miss Shannon Norwood. Shannon Norwood is the Precision Ag Manager for Tri-Green Equipment, a 29-location John Deere dealership based in Athens, Alabama. Norwood has a bachelor's and master's degree in agronomy and soils from Auburn University. She has been married to her husband, Stephen, for 22 years and counting. They have two children, Olivia and Addison. Prior to joining Tri-Green Equipment, Norwood was a regional extension agent for the Alabama Cooperative Extension System. Ms. Norwood's primary responsibilities are managing the Precision Ag Team, made up of five Precision Ag Consultants, and educating farmers on the use and benefits of John Deere technology, including both machine technologies and data management, using tools such as the John Deere Operations Center. Her favorite technology used in the field is in-field data sharing, where two or more machines can share guidance lines and coverage maps live in the field. She truly enjoys using data analysis to determine which products or practices provide increased economic returns for the farmer. So to start us off, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to be our first guest, Ms. Norwood. Thank you for having me. So for our first question, I would like to ask you about giving us a brief history about how exactly you ended up at TriGreen. I know you mentioned working as an extension agent. How exactly did you end up from being an extension agent to the position you're in now? Okay, Jessica. So when I, when I was in graduate school at Auburn, uh, one of the assignments in one of my classes was to work on a project that was completely unrelated to what my research project was. So after some thought and talking with my major professor, I went to talk to Paul Mask, who was working in precision agriculture. And I ended up doing uh, my assignment for that class on precision agriculture, and I was very intrigued by the technology and the opportunities that I could see in agriculture by adopting precision agriculture techniques. So when I finished at Auburn, um, I did uh, join the extension system. My first role was as a county agent, but eventually a role became available to work specifically with precision agriculture. So I jumped on that opportunity, and that was all I did with extension for several years. So at the same time that I'm working for extension, 
uh, educating farmers about precision ag technology, you know, John Deere is obviously selling a portfolio of precision ag products. And uh, met with folks at TriGreen, and it um, it seemed to be a good fit, and that was how I, how I came to TriGreen from Extension. Okay, that's pretty interesting. So you started in something else in the agriculture field through your education at Auburn, and then discovered precision agriculture through Auburn? Um, yes. So um, my master's degree, uh, the research project for my master's degree is basically a uh, studying the interaction of soil fertility and irrigation on cotton. Um, My project was located at the Tennessee Valley Research and Extension Center in Belmina. And um, so that's what most of my background was geared to. And precision ag technology was emerging. Obviously, if that was the the choice now for my degree, that's the the route I would have gone. Okay, so a lot of your education at Auburn probably played into all of the precision agriculture stuff you're working with now. Definitely. I know you mentioned that you work with a lot of different technologies on the job. Would you mind elaborating on some of those? Sure. So one of the main things that we're focused on at the dealership now is centered around telematics. So telematics course enables us to communicate with the vehicle when it's in the field wherever that is so some of the tools that um, we use to do that are based in John Deere's operations center which is basically our own uh, online obviously cloud software package that enables uh, customers to access information about their machine no matter where they are and enables them to wirelessly transmit data to and from the cloud and enables us to send software payloads to machines in the field. It also allows us to utilize a tool called remote display access, um, which is the best thing since sliced bread for somebody in, in my job position. Because with remote display access, I can look on my phone or my computer and I can call into a machine that's running in the field, and I can see exactly what the operator is seeing on the display in the field. So it's really changed the way that we provide customer support. So when I first started working with TriGreen, which was in 2010, if we had a call come in, if we couldn't resolve the issue over the phone, typically I would drive to the machine. You know, and sometimes that could be, you know, an hour, 30 minutes, however long to get to the machine. And lots of times that would be downtime for the customer. Now I can call in and see what they see on the display and we can resolve issues much quicker. You know, typically 10 to 15 minute resolution time. Oh, wow. That's, it sounds like the technology's come a long way in the past couple of years. Because I know in the beginning it sounded like it was really focused on GPS technologies. Now it's mm-hmm. kind of evolved to be like an everything technology. <laughs> Definitely. And, you know, we have what I like to refer to as advanced guidance technologies now. So when I started, auto track was the main thing. You know, you set a you set a line in the tractor. The tractor drives on the line. At the end of the line, you turn around and come back on the next line. Well, now we can mount a GPS receiver on the planner, and the planner is telling the tractor where to steer. Because the accuracy of the planner is, is what we're really after. The accuracy of the tractor path through the field is irrelevant. Oh, wow. This sounds like it's come a really long way since the beginning. Yes, and it's uh, there's a lot more coming. It's a tremendous focus for 
uh, John Deere with their R&D dollars, as well as a number of other large corporations and startup corporations as well. Yes, ma'am. On that, what would you think would be some of the new technologies that we could see emerge in the, in the future? Well, autonomous, uh, completely autonomous vehicles are coming. Uh, John Deere announced at the 2022 Consumer Electronics Show that they're developing an autonomous tractor. And with that tractor, you'll get, the customer will use their phone to start the machine running in the field. Um, they've currently started with tillage applications because that's a very general application. You don't have to have quite the precision that you do with a seating application. Um, but other other functions will soon follow. Um, another area that is, is really exciting to me is what Deere refers to as the sea and spray technology. So on the sprayer boom, there's a series of cameras that are that are mounted, and as the machine travels through the field, those cameras can differentiate between the crop that's planted and weeds that are growing in the field. So when the cameras detect a weed, the spray nozzle will turn on and spray just the weed, and then the spray nozzle will turn off. So there's an opportunity for tremendous uh, environmental impact by allowing these on-demand spraying applications. Oh, wow, that's really cool. It's kind of building on some of the stuff from the past, because I know my dad, he's mentioned when he was younger, riding on the boom and spraying stuff with his eyes. Mm -hmm. So they're kind of building on that technology and turning that into an entirely autonomous operation. Yes. You could say your dad was the first sand spray. <laughs> <laughs> yes, ma'am. So kind of a pivot with some of our other questions. I can imagine the position you're in is often male-dominated. What's your experience being a female working in precision agriculture? That's a, that's a good question, Jessica. So first off, I'll say I, I never have to wait in line at the bathroom for the bathroom meeting I've been to. Um, so that's a real plus. Um, I will say that, um, you know, I feel like I'm in the career the good Lord intended for me to be in. I feel that um, I'll probably do this position um, differently than a male would in the same role, um, different Nothing's wrong with either one. It's just different ways to accomplish the accomplish the task. Um, one thing that's funny, sometimes people that have not talked to me before will call and they'll say, I speak to Shannon, and I'll say, this is Shannon, and there's kind of a pause, and I can kind of hear them, you know, contemplating, and sometimes the next question is, do you know anything about GPS? And I typically say, yes, I do, do know a little, little about GPS. So then we start moving forward and, and resolving the issue for the customer. Okay, so it sounds like it's pretty pretty much the same, male or female, except some of the stuff you're focusing on is a little bit different. And like you said, I can imagine a lot of the clients you're working with, maybe a little bit older farmers, would kind of be a little taken aback by you being a female. <laughs> um, on occasion, I will say um, that that does happen on occasion. Usually it's just more surprise than anything yes. else. I'm fortunate to work with a very good customer base where I'm, uh, treated with a, a lot of respect, and I greatly appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. So I have a couple more questions. So what is the craziest thing you've ever done on your job and the best experience you've had? Okay. Probably the craziest or most unique 
thing I've had an opportunity to do on the job occurred just a, a couple months ago. And I had a call from a customer. Um, and one of his employees was wanting to propose to his fiance. And they were creating a prescription map so that he could drive the tractor in the field with a tillage tool to write the words, will you marry me, in the field. So we worked on that uh, project, and he proposed. Of course, she said yes. So that was uh, exciting and certainly a, a different use for the technology than my day-to-day experience. Wow, that is really cool. Did they have to, like, go up in a helicopter or something to see the words in the field? Yes, he took her up in an airplane to propose. Oh, okay. Was he a pilot? Uh, or did he just no. take her up? <laughs> No, I think he had scheduled a plane to take her up. Okay. That's really cool. I'd never thought about them using the technology in that way. <laughs> yeah, it's ba- you know, basically a variation on the corn maze. You've seen those in the field. Um, mm-hmm. So just a, a wintertime uh, version of that. That's really cool. So for my final question... I just want to ask, what advice would you give to somebody that's wanting to pursue a career in precision agriculture? Well, first off, I would I would strongly encourage it because there are so many opportunities in precision agriculture. Um, you know, we have a wonderful customer base that is, is very interested in, in utilizing this technology, and there are lots of opportunities from providing infield support to developing the tools that people in agriculture will be using in 5, 10, 15, 20 years down the road. Um, I often find that when people ask me what I do, and I explain I work with people that use GPS and GIS in agriculture, they're surprised that agriculture is is that advanced. Um, You know, and now not only do we use GPS and GIS, we use telematics, artificial intelligence, autonomy, the opportunities are really endless uh, for pursuing a degree in precision ag. Okay. Uh, this is kind of random, but I've heard about drones being used in the fields recently. Would you say mm-hmm. that's something big coming up? Uh, it's something that's, you know, kind of got to be figured out. I think there's definitely a, a place for, for drones in agriculture. You know, you have I guess I'll think of them as two different categories. So you have drones that are just flying to get imagery to make a future decision on. And then you have drones that can, can fly and spray uh, product in the field. So that's another area where there are lots of opportunities for growth. Yes, ma'am. I know those are big and coming up. I've heard about a lot of the spraying drones in the field mm-hmm. and about how much they can carry and stuff. And I feel like we could see those more around here in the next maybe 10, 15 years. I agree. Thank you so much for joining us, Miss Norwood. I just want to say thank you again. I know I've learned a lot, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thank you for the opportunity. Precision agriculture is a constantly changing industry that is only going to become more important in the coming years. Through Precision Agriculture and its employees, Farmers are able to have more sustainable and profitable operations. I hope you've learned something in this, the first episode of A Day in Agriculture. You can expect the next episode on March 25th and listen on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. 
To keep up with the latest updates about A Day in Agriculture, I encourage you to follow our Instagram at A Day in Agriculture. Once again, thank you for listening, and you can expect the next episode March 25th.